Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is that time of year. The NFL is in full swing. And today is the start of the NBA season. This is the sweet spot of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. So we have an all-everything shit talker making his return to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My man, Matty Barnes is here. Have no fear. We're talking all NBA everything. We're talking Flinchgate. The Kobe Bryant Flinchgate that just won't go away. And everything popping in the NBA. Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, and so much more. We got a phone call from Bizarro Steph Curry that I found very offensive. Plus, we're talking about the sick fucking New England Patriots fans They get Aiello'd and so much more on a Smash Mouth I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Miles, Jordan, please, please, let me get something real funky, real nice on a brand new banging I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. All right, listen, I'm going to keep it real. You guys know that I am not about that fashion life. I can't even tell the difference between blue and purple. I can barely tell the difference between green and brown. That's why I am excited to be working with Menlo Club. Menlo Club. I have a fantastic, sick, easy access 
very fair price wardrobe that I got from the Menlo Club for just $60 a month. You get two curated items of clothing shipped to you directly to your door to help you build a thorough and well-balanced wardrobe. I'm rocking that shit right now. If you saw me last week on FS1, I was rocking Menlo clothes. You get to choose from four style profiles. Classic, casual, forward, or mixed. I personally, I use the mix. They're free shipping, direct delivery to your doorstep with seasonally curated items for just 60 bucks a month. For the month of October, go to www.themenloclub.com. Use the promo code CHAMP, that's me, C-H-A-M-P, at sign up and get a double package for your first month for only 60 bucks. The clothes fit. I look fantastic. I feel fantastic. I've been getting compliments all the time. And members can pause or cancel their membership at any time. Go to the menloclub.com. That's the menloclub.com. And do not forget to use the promo code CHAMP. Yes, yes, yes. This is what it's all about. The NBA season starts tonight. The NFL is heading into week seven. Week six was ridiculous. There's sick fucks all over the place. There's dumb fucks all over the place. And you are in the one and only right place. If you're listening to this brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, as I said before, special guest Matt Barnes is joining me later on. I'm so fucking excited. The NBA is here. Have no fear. The NFL is on and popping. Kanye West is in Africa. What the fuck more can you ask for? We're doing a brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't even know where to start. There's so much shit to pluck from. We'll just start with the slow pitch down the middle. Kanye West is gone. He's fucking out of his tree. I don't think it's funny anymore. He uh, deleted all the social media. Then show He's in Africa. And he, he popped up on Twitter the other day. And I think he made like a 15-minute live video stream from, from, uh, from Africa. If I traveled all the way to fucking Africa, the last fucking thing that I would be doing is tweeting and live streaming. Isn't there so many different things to experience and to see if you're in Uganda? There's got to be like restaurants and tours and safaris and people. It's Africa. Can't stop, won't stop with motherfucking Kanye West. It just won't stop. But I have to admit, I actually feel like the man now needs a third party to come in and snatch his ass up. The Kardashians, they don't care. I think they're like, listen, we love him. If he comes home, great. If he doesn't, you know, sad. It's not what we prefer. He knows where to find us. But this motherfucking train ain't stopping for anybody. One uh, uh, guy doesn't stop the whole show. 
There's no uh, I in Kardashians. There might be an I in Kardashians, but you know what I'm saying. They don't give a fuck. That train is running, and it's going to keep on running no matter what. Matter of fact, I was in a, a cafe the other day in Los Angeles, and uh, out of nowhere, they just pop up out of nowhere. Kendall Jenner was in the fucking cafe, just popped up out of nowhere. I don't know how she got there. Um, there was about five people with her, and uh, you know she's sitting right behind me. She she was very soft spoken. Uh, uh, we didn't make eye contact. I, I would imagine she has no idea who the fuck I am. Um, she seemed very sweet. She was very uh, nice to the, uh, the the wait staff. This is a place that I go to all the time, and. Uh, the thing that was most interesting about seeing Kendall Jenner in public is that the five people with her who were nobodies, okay? I didn't know who the fuck they were. And you know, I follow this shit. I'm not proud of it, but I follow this shit, okay? I sniff around. I know what's going on. The five uh, uh, hanger-oners of Kendall Jenner were acting like their shit didn't stink. That's what was most uh, uh, noticeable. They They thought they were... Uh, why everybody in the restaurant was star, uh, staring and hobnobbing and trying to sneak pictures. Nobody gives a fuck about your crew, Kendall Jenner. This isn't to you. This is really to your crew. You, you, there is a sort of a um, I belong sort of attitude. Like I, I've earned the right to be here with Kendall and you're not just taking pictures of her. You're taking pictures of me. Uh, and, and that's not true. Nobody gives a fuck about your crew. Uh, your crew is whack. Um, they have like those dead faces, like those non-emotional sort of dead faces, like they could care less about anything. The entire restaurant knew Kendall Jenner was there. Little kids, oh, there was a couple little girls around, around 11 and 12 year old. They were like, it was like they saw a ghost when they saw her. Um, but you know what's crazy about living in Los Angeles? And I wasn't in any fancy place. It's just a regular sort of restaurant. You see shit like this all the fucking time. But with the Jenners and the Kardashians, when you see them out, when they arrive 15, 20 minutes later, at least 10 to 15 paparazzis will be arriving uh, afterwards. Like the cameras, the, the cell phones, the whole thing. They're out there. They're ready. I don't know how they track these motherfuckers. I don't know if they have tracking devices on them or they're chipped. Like my dog, my dog Wheezy is chipped. God forbid if he ever got lost. Uh, you know, someone found him, they bring him to the shelter, they bring him to the vet, he's chipped. And it'll say, return to the Gringo Mandingo, that's me. Uh, return to uh, the Jake LaMotta of podcasting, that's me. Or, or return to the White Chocolatito, uh, that's also me. Uh, my dog is chipped. And I, and I don't know if these, these Jenner and Kardashians are chipped, but anytime you see them, lo and behold, you're going to see uh, TMZ uh, and, and the cronies soon after. But Kanye West is definitely out of his fucking tree. Literally out of his fucking tree. And uh, if somebody really cared about him, they'd get this guy uh, the help he needs. Because it's not cute. It's not funny. Um, I'm literally concerned that that some something's going to happen to him. Or he's going to do something to himself. He He's not right. This isn't an act. This isn't a shtick. Homeboy is not right. And, and, and you could tell, we, we talked about him visiting the White House. At one point when he was there at the White House, President Dick Stang, Donald Trump, you could see in his eyes, he was like, oh, this, this guy's fucking nuts. Well, why don't you get me somebody like uh, else? 
bring in uh, another rapper because this rapper here, he's fucking gonzo. You can see Trump looking at Kanye like, oh, this is a crazy person. And it's just piling on for Kanye. Uh, Drake went on uh, uh, LeBron James's HBO show, The Shop, and aired his ass out. I mean, you don't, you don't battle anymore. There's no rhymes. Uh, there's, there's no more rules. There's no more codes in hip-hop. And if you don't want to do a diss record, um, just, you know, go on a TV show. Go, uh, you know, make LeBron into your Dr. Melfi like The Sopranos and have therapy on, on HBO with LeBron James. He, he shitted all over Kanye West um, because I guess Kanye West shitted on him. Um, but Drake ain't a victim here. Let, let, let us not forget that Drake is not the victim here. He started the Pusha T shit. He started talking about his brother. He started talking all that other shit. And then uh, as we uh, we all know, Pusha T cracked his ass. Drake also talked about this on LeBron show. Um, he complained to LeBron about that. Um, and it was a real wine fest and he was, you know, he sounded very Jewish. That was the first time I ever heard Drake sound Jewish. When he was whining and complaining to LeBron James, he sounded like the bar mitzvah boy we all know is deep inside or just, uh, right underneath the surface. Um, I never heard him sound like a, uh, like a Jew. He sounded like a Jew, which I have no problem with because he's half Jewish. I just don't know why a lot of the times, most of the times he doesn't act that way. He doesn't act like he's a uh, half Jewish. Uh, but he sounded fucking like a whiny Larry David, Woody Allen, uh, uh, hook nose, Upper East Side, uh, penny pinching Jew. He sounded he sounded just like that, uh, and I never heard him sound like that. But this is where we are in hip hop. Um, you don't need to make music; you could just complain about it. Um, you know, Drake talked about the the rules, and you don't say this. It's like the NFL. The the, the hip hop is now like the NFL. Like, you can't body slam anybody in hip-hop. You can't uh, sack anybody too hard in hip-hop. It's like, protect the quarterback. Protect the MC. It's happening in hip-hop. There's, there's rules and regulations in what used to be uh, a free sport in hip-hop. And, and Drake has, has ushered that in. Uh, shout out to Usher. No disrespect to Usher. You know, I, I said earlier that it, it was a good year for hip-hop. Uh, but things are... Things are changing. Uh, hopefully, um, not too much. Hopefully, the traditions and the hip-hop values will stay intact. Uh, but the days of really shit-talking and dragging somebody, uh, if you, they might get their feelings hurt. And then you could just go on an HBO show with LeBron James, complain about it. To this day, I think it's about a month since Eminem dropped his kamikaze record, talk shit about a whole bunch of people. The only person that responded is Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, and he he did a respectable job, uh, but all the other people that were dissing Eminem's last record, he came at them. And I got to tell you, that Eminem record has grown on me more and more and more. I liked it to begin with, but that is a dope. I've never said this about an Eminem record. That is a dope ass record. It's really fucking good. I've I've liked songs on Eminem records before. But this, as a whole, this is a dope record. This is a dope record. But uh, no one responds. Tyler, the creator, Joe Button, Vince Staples, uh, all the other people, no one said anything back except for Machine Gun Kelly. This is where we are in hip-hop. 
But it has been a great year for hip-hop. I have had a great year personally with hip-hop. Been on three records. Not two. Three. Uh, ASAP 12 his record. Sean Price, his record. And the Ghostface Killer, new record that just came out. That's, that's what I've done this year in hip-hop. Three fucking records. You can hear the golden voice of me, Michael Rapport, a.k.a. the Gringo Mandingo. Three records. That's, that's not chopped liver. That is not fucking chopped liver. I suggest you check out all three of them. The Ghostface Lost Tapes records, dope. Okay, the Sean Price record is dope. Okay, check them shits out. I am Rappaport Podcast. NFL Week 6 is in the books. Um, and it, it was a, a crazy-ass high-scoring weekend again. I mean, you got teams scoring 38 points, 26 points. 38 to 7, you know, just putting up crazy fucking numbers. Uh, Dallas, I think, had 44 points against Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars and my guy, Jalen Ramsey, I thought they were, I thought they were, like, they were, they were doing it. They ain't doing shit the last two weeks. They lost the last two games and they're getting numbers ran up on them like pinball machines. If you like football or you don't like football, um, try to catch a replay of the Patriots-Kansas City Chiefs game, which was just a fucking... Talk about pinball. 43-40. to Tom Brady is... He's... Yo, he ran in a touchdown, took a hit from like five yards out. He's 41 years old and slow... He's like Walter White. He he's a he's a killer. He's an assassin. I I don't understand like how he does it. The Chiefs were kicking ass. The Patriots were kicking ass. Our guy Julian Edelman, who I Julian Julian Edelman. I don't know if you're listening to this episode of the Iron Rappaport Stereo Podcast, but are you are you a double agent? Because I have to admit, ever since I met Julian Edelman. Um, and he's been on the podcast twice. My uh, disdain for the Patriots has softened. Did Bill fucking Belichick send you in as a double agent? Does Bill Belichick want my love, Julian Edelman? Because I got to be honest, I found myself rooting for the Patriots against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I don't have any affinity for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I was actually rooting for the Patriots. And I think the reason is because I fuck with Julian Edelman. He's softened me up. But one thing that has not softened and it was, it was just highlighted is the Boston fans. This has been all over the news, sports news, and made its way to mainstream news. At one point in, I believe it was the fourth quarter. You know, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We don't fact check anything. Um, at one point in the fourth quarter, uh, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver. You should just call him Kansas City Chiefs sprinter. They should just not even call him a wide receiver or a running back or a slot receiver. Just call him sprinter. Because this motherfucker is, I, I, I mean, he's ridiculous. Um, ridiculously fast. Tyreek the Freak Hill 
caught a pass and just whew. I mean, it was literally like like a sprinter, like a 100-yard dash dude in the Olympics, like some Hussein Bolt shit, but he's like one of those little fast motherfuckers. Caught the pass, ran up the sideline, scored a touchdown. He was going so fast that like he had to slow himself down like a sprinter in the Olympics, and he ran close right up to the to the edge of the stadium, braced himself and turned around. He turned around quick and uh um, you know, went back and he didn't celebrate or anything. He but but they were in New England and there was a whole bunch of Patriots fans and nobody really caught it on live TV. But after the game and and the next day, it's been all over the news. When Tyreek Hill was right next to the fans and just bracing himself, wasn't taunting them or anything, and he's going like, you know, he's slowing himself down from going like a hundred miles per hour. When he reached the New England Patriot Savages, I won't even call them fans. We'll just call them the New England Patriot Savages. Um, and this happened very quickly, in like about a span of three or four seconds. A handful of fans, about, I don't know, five, six, seven of them, uh, threw beer right in his face. One of them spit beer in his face. Men and women gave him his the, the middle finger, the fuck you sign, right in his face. And the whole thing was caught on videotape. Now, these savages, men and women, uh, one in particular who I think spit the beer in Tyree Kill's face, has been banned from going to Foxborough. He's been shamed, as he should. Um, I think he should get fired from his job. Um, his mother should be uh, brought aware of the situation like you would do a sixth grader who's done bad at school. And of course... Uh, you get ILO'd on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Because if if Tyree Kill or any other player could, they would have kicked you in your fucking ass, smacked the shit out of you. This is no way for anybody to behave. You cocksucker! You Boston motherfucker, you! You beer-spitting motherfucker! You spit beer in my fucking face! I'll get my fucking baseball bat and I'll crack your fucking head. You fucking animal. Your fucking wife's a fucking animal also. I just scored a fucking touchdown. You're lucky I don't climb out of the fucking stadium and beat you with my cleats. You motherfucker, you. That's uh, Danny Aiello. Uh, making his appearance on the I Am Rapport Serial Podcast, Ielloing the New England Patriots savages. Savages. They should be shamed. Put them on the front page of the Boston Globe. I Am Rapport Podcast. Um, New York Magazine, the hipster manifesto. Um, you know, it's 2018. I think 2017 they called the year of the woman. Uh, well, 2018 is also the year of the woman, and I have no problem with it. Um, but they just put a a bunch of different women, kids, um, just symbolism, older women, established women, Barbara Streisand, uh, politicians, Anita Hill, just all, all military people um, on the cover of New York Magazine. And people like Gloria Steinem, Lena Waithe. Um, Diane Feinstein, uh, all, all sorts of people, all sorts of very established um, women 
who've done heroic things, great things, all these cool women and and fucking Stormy Daniels. Stormy fucking Daniels. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I don't know why the fuck they put Stormy Daniels on here. Um, as much as I wanted the whole Stormy Daniels thing to uh, rain down on Dick Stain Donald Trump, it, it didn't happen. And that's because, number one, she's not articulate. If she was like the adult film actress slash stripper who was really cool and articulate and you were like, wow, you know, she just must have had a, a tough life and wound up into this, you know, wacky world of being a porn star. Uh, and she was able to express herself and articulate herself and, and represent women and her situation in a great way. Cool. But that's not the fucking case. She had the entire world's attention and she had nothing to back it up with. She can't talk. She has no story. Who cares that Dick Stain fucked you? That's what you're famous for. Dick Stain fucked you while he was married. Great. But well, what else you got? It's like Tom Arnold. What else you got? Where the fucking tape's at? Duke. Why? Why, why is Stormy Daniels on the cover of New York Magazine? Her defamation case of Dick Stain Donald Trump just got thrown out of court. No disrespect to strippers, but she's still stripping. This is not a powerful woman. And that doesn't mean because she's a stripper. It's just because of who she is. She can't even fucking talk. She's on 60 Minutes. She's on CNN. She's on this. She's on that. She's got ogats. She's got nothing. I think it's ridiculous and disrespectful to the women's movement, 2018, 2017, the year of the woman, to put this fucking dingbat up there. And she ain't a dingbat, once again, because she's an adult film actress. She's a dingbat because she's just a fucking dingbat. She doesn't deserve to be on the cover of New York fucking magazine with all these other people who are really, really bout it. Bout it. You got generals, people that served in the military and the Air Force up there with fucking Stormy Daniels. She had the entire world's attention and, re and presented nothing. Not a fucking thing. She's represented by that fucking kooky con man, Michael Avenatti, who let me tell you something, if he runs for fucking president, I might vote for Trump. I might vote for Trump just out of sheer fucking disappointment. That if that's the only, if, if Michael Avenatti runs for president, I'm going to put my best fucking foot forward and I'm going to run for president. Because if this fucking bozo, fucking low-end fucking uh, lawyer runs for president, that's it. Rappaport 2020. It's done. I'm announcing it right here. If Avenatti runs for president, Rappaport 2020. Fuck it. I am Rappaport Podcast. All right. Um, we're going to go into... The sick fucks slash dumb fucks of the week. Miles, please give me the theme song. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck. 
fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did. What? No. 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 Yes. 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 This is the sick fuck of the week segment mixed in there with a few dumb fucks. Um, this is an award-winning I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast exclusive segment. That's right. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast exclusive Sick Fuck of the Week segment. This is an award that is given to a person with a certain je ne sais quoi. Uh, this award is earned, not given. This award is earned, not given. Um, first... This is sad but true. Uh, sad but true. This is kind of a dumb fuck. Um, in northern Kentucky, has anyone out there heard of medieval fairs? You know, these medieval fairs where people dress up uh, like they're in uh, Game of Thrones or the movie 3000. And they run around uh, like knights and they have on the, the uh, armor. And they joust, and they fight, and they, they, they literally think they're on some uh, Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage shit. Well, this fucking asshole, unfortunately, died at one of these f- events um, after being impaled with his own sword. They called it a lance. I call it a sword. I call this an unfortunate dumb fuck. Um, you're not in Game of Thrones, Duke. It's not medieval times. It's 2018. We're on the, the sniff of 2019, get off your fucking horse, okay? You're not having any duels with any of your rivals. There's no prince, there's no queen, there's no castle. Grow the fuck up, okay? You shouldn't be walking around with a real sword. It's not a lance. You got it at a hardware store, and unfortunately, uh, you killed yourself. You dumb fuck you. Hall of Fame sick fuck, Robert Durst, uh, who uh, we talked about a lot uh, when this documentary came out. It was It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. You should watch it. The HBO show, The Jinx. If you've never seen this docuseries, it's a six-part docuseries uh, that chronicles his life and alleged killings that he did. And the way the whole thing unravels is everything that's great about a documentary. Um, I don't want to give it away, uh, but it has been out uh, a few years ago. Uh, it's been out, it came out in 2015, so uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out, but uh, this is a quick update on Hall of Fame sick fuck Robert Durst. His trial uh, was delayed the other day. He, he's, uh, you know, being uh, tried for for uh, murder and manslaughter. Um, Robert Durst uh, had to leave the courtroom because he shat himself in the court. Um, they needed to get him a man diaper, which they couldn't find, and so on and so on. He's going to wind up in jail, and I think he is a murdering sick fuck, but I just wanted to give you that quick update. In Arkansas, this is totally true. If you don't believe me, look it up. It's totally true because if there wasn't uh, overwhelming evidence, there's, there's about 12, 15 photos showing this is totally true. You would think that this was some sort of made-up conspiracy thing, but I fact-checked it. I broke rule number one of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast when this was presented to me because, listen, uh, if we don't fact-check um, and have some integrity about at least the sick fuck of the week segments, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? 
you know, the sick fucks are sick enough on their own. Um, and if we can't prove them to be truly sick fucks, then, then what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Um, in Arkansas, in Union County, Arkansas, which sounds like a, a, a hell of a place, this is totally true. A sheriff in Union County, Arkansas, was forcing people to take mug shots in Colin Kaepernick Nike t-shirts to taunt and to make fun of Colin Kaepernick and the whole Nike campaign and the Just Do It campaign. There is 12 mug shots of inmates, uh, mostly black, uh, um, some of them white. All of them look like they're strung out on that K2. But, but, listen, these people have already fucked up. You can't put them in Colin Kaepernick Nike t-shirts uh, uh, if you're a sheriff. Uh, this sheriff in Union County, Arkansas, congratulations. You are sicker than the sick fucks that you arrested. This uh, next gentleman in Tennessee, I read this twice. I, again, I was uh, fact-checking the sick fuck of the week segment to try to get it right. I, I couldn't figure out who was in the wrong here. Um, but this was a... <laughs> Uh, a Tennessee man, uh, a father and son got into a, an argument. Um, this sick fuck who looks like a, a sick fuck who has no teeth, by the way. Uh, Douglas Ferguson is his name. Please please look him up. Um, I give the names because I want these sick fucks to be shamed. Uh, Douglas Ferguson of Tennessee lost his leg fighting his son who he was trying to run over with a lawnmower when the son attacked him with the chainsaw. Now, he had to have his leg amputated. Uh, the father was trying to kill his son with a chainsaw, and the, the, the son ran him over with a lawnmower. Okay, that, that, that's it right there. He was trying to uh, kill his son, attack his son with a chainsaw. It was going. Imagine a Imagine your fault. You how how way the fuck out there do things have to be for your father to come after you with a fucking chainsaw? Miles, cue the chainsaw sound. Imagine your own father. I don't care what's went wrong in your relationship. I do not care what has went wrong in your relationship with your father. Just don't speak. Uh, if you've done something. To provoke your father to come after you with a chainsaw? It's not you. Your father's fucking nuts. He should be locked up. Well, this kid was mad as hell and he wasn't taking it anymore. And he said, fuck you, dad, and fuck your chainsaw. And he ran his father over the lawnmower and that cocksucker had to lose his leg. Charges have been pressed against the father. Charges are pending on the son. Both of you are sick fucks as far as I'm concerned. This goes under the category of dumb fuck. This happened in New York. A New York Post writer uh, was uh, writing an expose on young vagrants, young homeless people that are strung out in the East Village of Manhattan. Um, the East Village of Manhattan is definitely a place that historically, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of druggies and all sorts of people. Uh, you know, they they're from all over the world, not even New York, it's just from all over the world. They, it's just a, a, a vagrant, uh, uh, it's like Disneyland for vagrants. Well, this uh, young millennial writer from the 
the New York Post wanted to go down there and, you know, write on these people and all that stuff. And he wound up getting uh, punched in the face and jumped by some vagrants who were strung out on K2. Um, listen, dumb fuck. What do you think's going to happen? You think these people want you to put them on Front Street? You think they want to be on Instagram? No, they want that K2. They want that ooh, we, and they want to live in peace. You're not fixing them, Duke. Let them do their thing and leave them be. They don't want to be on the front page of the Hipster Manifesto New York magazine. You go down there talking to these people. You're probably talking sideways and condescending them. Just because they're on K2 doesn't mean they ain't smart. You're probably talking that hipster bullshit and you got fucked up. That's what happens. Uh, Another dumb fuck of the week. In Wichita, Kansas, a felon, former bank robber who spent time in federal prison after pleading guilty to robbing a bank years ago, finally got out of jail after serving a 46-month sentence. And lo and behold, this dumb motherfucker in Wichita, Kansas, went back and tried to rob the same bank again. I am not making this shit up. The motherfucker spent 46 months in federal prison, got out, went in there and said, give me $3,000 and you won't get hurt. Isn't there some other fucking banks to rob, you dumb fuck? You don't remember that you tried to rob the same fucking bank in 2011? Go to another bank. Go to a McDonald's. Go to a 7-Eleven. Don't go to the same bank, you dumb fuck you. Finally. This guy is up for the sickest fuck of the year. This guy is a definite top five 2018 sick fuck of the year. Shout out to my guy, Paul Wall, for sending this to me. A guy named Justin Foster who, on paper, doesn't look like your average sick fuck, but what he's done has blasted him into the top five of 2018. And I don't have all the great sick fucks of 2018, but there's a bunch of them. This motherfucker is like Michael Jackson when he came out with Beat It. It's just like, boom. He's on the top of the charts, ASAP. This sick fuck flew across the country from Tallahassee, Florida, to Chicago to confront his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend. He didn't go over there to fuck with the girl. He went over there to fuck with the guy. He confronted his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend in the street, hit him in the head with a tire iron, which makes him an automatic sick fuck. But then it really got wacky. He knocked him out with the tire iron, carved his initials. He carved his own initials into the victim's leg and then proceeded to cut the man's dick off. I'm sorry. This is sad, but fucking true. And do not forget, do not forget he got on a plane. He didn't drive. He got on a plane from Florida to Chicago 
to do this? Once he finished cutting the man's penis off, he tossed it over the fence and left him behind in a car in a pool of his own blood. Obviously, this sick fuck fled the scene and jumped back on a plane. Yo, you don't know who the fuck sitting next to you on a plane. He went back on a plane to Atlanta. He was arrested, taken back to Chicago, locked this motherfucker up by himself. There's no way in hell this motherfucker will ever see the light of day. Obviously, the guy died. Uh, uh, the woman is just, she was there. She saw the whole thing. This guy is definitely top five sick fuck of the year so far. And and listen, I don't have all the stats for 2018, but this motherfucker is definitely uh, potentially going to be the sick fuck of 2018. I am Listen, I told you earlier, it's NBA season. It's a, it's a sweet spot uh, for the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Tonight, October 16th, the NBA kicks off. The Philadelphia 76ers are playing the Boston Celtics, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder playing the Golden State Warriors. KD versus Russ. Those games are going to be fantastic. Wednesday, those are just two games on Tuesday, tonight. And then Wednesday, it's a full slate. The league's on and popping. Thursday, LeBron makes his debut and so forth and so on. Now, as I said earlier in the introduction, I got a very, very unsettling, unnerving, disturbing phone call from R. Bizarro, Steph Curry. Now, I'm going to be honest. I have asked him to be on the podcast. He never responds to me. And then I'll check my home voicemail. Okay, I still have a home voicemail every now and then and barely get any messages on there. Lo and behold, today I got this, I call it vulgar, this vulgar message from Bizarro Steph Curry. Take a listen. What's up, man? Ha. Motherfucker, listen. I told you, bum ass, I wasn't doing your motherfucking podcast, man. Listen, look at what it is. What it is is we're going to run this motherfucker back. NBA season is starting. Don't give a fuck about motherfucking LeBron. This motherfucker talking about his son is this, his son is that. Bronny this, Bronny that. I got a motherfucking six-month-old that'll crack his motherfucking ass. Like I said, my motherfucking son will bust his motherfucking kid's ass. Lakers ain't doing shit. Lonzo Ball and them ain't doing a motherfucking thing. Kawhi Leonard's mumbling ass. He ain't shit. Look, look. How the fuck you gonna be in Canada and don't speak no French? Ha! Motherfucker don't speak English barely, and he got him in Canada... He don't speak no motherfucking French. Kawhi up in Canada like he speaks Polybou Francais, motherfucker. He don't even speak English. Mumbling ass, motherfucker. Only motherfucker left in pro sports wearing braids and shit. Fuck you gonna do in Toronto? Toronto ain't doing jack shit. Whoa, whoa, yo, hey. Hey, Reese. What, what, what other team? Kyrie. Kyrie, that goofy motherfucker. With his earth, this flat, goofy ass. That motherfucker is half... Goofy. 
You dig? He half goofy. They ain't doing shit. What the fuck they gonna do? They ain't doing jack motherfucking shit. The young boy don't even shave. Jason Tatum. Motherfucker like 17. He ain't shit. I ain't worried about Boston. I ain't worried about your motherfucking bum ass nicks. They ain't shit. They got that corny four-eyed motherfucker. What, 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 what's his name? Coaching the motherfucking team. The motherfucker with the, the Coke bottle glasses and shit thinks he's smart. What's his name? Frisdale. Fri what, what, what's, the, what's the next coach's name? Frisdale. That motherfucker. Listen. Knicks ain't doing shit. Lakers ain't doing shit. We ain't worried about none of them motherfuckers. Warriors is going back to back to motherfucking back. All right? I'm trying to get them rings and things. It's Steph Curry. Last name rhymes with furry. I'll take your motherfucking bitch in a hurry, man. Don't be calling me about your motherfucking bum-ass podcast, clown. What? What, what, what you gonna do? Well, what the fuck you wanna do? Uh, I don't know what the... He doesn't sound like he's ready for the fucking season to start, but I'm ready for the season to start. And our next guest is always ready for any and everything, especially the NBA coming up next. This is his third time on the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. He needs no introduction. Fantastic career, world champion, great shit talker. And just a very... I just love his views on all things about life basketball and whatever coming up next my man maddie barnes on the i am rapaport stereo podcast all right maddie barnes i am rapaport stereo podcast it's that time of year again nba it's fucking here, it's here man. but before we get into the nba i gotta i gotta follow up on something we talked about last time i was here uh, and i talked to uh, my guy nate robinson you guys had a team in a professional, right? Or there was money on the line, flag football league. And what Nate said, this is per Nate Robinson, we know he's a sick athlete, competitive. The motherfucker wants to, he doesn't, everything's competitive. He said, you guys got your ass bust. That's what he said. He said, there was motherfuckers that were faster than me, Mike. Yeah. No, it was, I mean, I grew up playing flag football. You know, even though football is my first sport, I didn't start playing tackle until I got to high school. So flag is a whole nother monster. And I was trying to tell these dudes, like, you know, in football, you used to putting your head down and going, you know, through people. Like flag, the whole, we've always been taught to go around people. So these dudes are like real life flag football players. So uh, it, it was a dope situation. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play because I uh, tweaked my calf the day before the first game. So I had to watch. It's bullshit. So do you think you guys need to reevaluate, like, regroup, and like really put practice into Because Nate said they were doing like, you know, pinball shit. Oh, but they, the other thing, they've been playing like we probably got together maybe, I know our personal team only got together, not as a team, we didn't even get together one time, but maybe a group of four or five of us got together one time. But no. these dudes, like the, the Joes team that ended up winning a championship, I think some something about cancer, like fighting cancer or something, that was their team name or something. They were dope and they had played hella games before they even got to where we got. So they had chemistry, they knew each other, they fucked with each other and they whooped everybody's ass. Are you guys coming back next year? Yeah, I want to be. I'm, I'm definitely going to start training earlier and be ready. Um, but I definitely want to come back and play next year. Um, NFL. You fuck with the NFL. Who, who are the players? I mean, this year is like, you know, somebody who was like, I look at, like if you played in the NFL the way you play defense and up in Ooh. people's shit, yeah. 
the NFL is like going through a whole thing now because right. they took away the hand check. All sports is getting, you know, basketball and football kind of doing a facelift. You know, they want more scoring. They want, you know, their stars to be protected. So it's kind of taking away from anyone who has a defense or a, a aggressive mindset at all. What, what? Who are your players that you're into? Like, who are your guys in the Man, NFL like love, right now that you're like, this is the guy? I love uh, the young kid at Kansas City. Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes, he's a monster. And I saw, like, we watched, me and the boys watched the game yesterday, and his dad played professional baseball and how he kind of grew up playing sports. So the boys like, Dad, that's kind of like us, right? Like, we used to go on the court with you and everything, you know what I mean? So it's kind of inspired the boys, too. But I'm a big fan of Mahomes and what Kansas City's doing. Um, Deshaun Watson and and then... Um, the Texans. And the, uh, why am I the receiver's name? Is the oh, oh, oh. Uh, um, ha. A, uh, yeah, he, he's a monster. Motherfucker. That play he had the, uh, last week against yeah. Dallas, the catch and the spin. Whew. Uh, so I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm a, from the, you know, Northern California, so I've always been a 49er diehard fan, but we haven't really been that good of late. So I kind of just follow players and, and, and teams that they're on. Was the Garoppolo running out of bounds, not running out of bounds? I mean, that was. That's crazy, man. We got a lot of money on the injured reserve. You know what I mean? Our a starting lot. quarterback, our starting running back, it just got $30 million before the season, if I'm not mistaken. So, man, I hope it's something. You know what I mean? It's uh, We have something to look forward to. We're starting to rebuild our defense a little bit. So it, hopefully it'll come together. The Le'Veon Bell, you know, it's a different sport. You know, obviously basketball players get injured, but it's it's a different kind of injury. What is your take on Le'Veon and him holding out and, you know, the players on the team talking shit about it? And, you know, I mean, just from a, like a... No, you got to worry about yourself now. It's a different game now. Uh, there's no loyalty in sports at all. So if they don't need you, they'll cut you, trade you, wave you, whatever. Um, but he is the best, most talented running back in, in the NFL, and he needs to be paid as so. You know, these running backs don't have long shelf life. So these franchises just try to stall them out, you know, and give them these franchise tags when they know they should be paying them because, you know, they, they're, you know, they, that's what makes their team go most of the time. Uh, you know, not to knock Pittsburgh because they're doing well this year without them. Um, but you know, he's a special talent and he should be paid as such. So I think that, you know, the guy in the Seahawks, you know, he was a, Earl. He, Earl Thomas was on the other, uh, other end of the bullshit where he came back, um, and worst and got, case scenario, come happened. on man and got hurt. So, I mean, I don't even blame him. He wasn't flipping the teammates off. He was flipping the organization off. And I think the real dudes on the team know it. If someone's talking shit, it's because, you know, they're probably salty or whatever. But I think the real motherfuckers know that he was flipping off the organization, not his teammates. He loves his teammates. Like just from a team dynamic, because, you know, it's like when you guys are pros, it's different than Little League. It's different than, oh, I was at a, you know, a birthday party. I missed the, you know, the AAU playoff game. It's a different situation. You know, when, when Pouncey and the other guys on the Steelers are talking shit, when you come back into that, is it like... I mean, you can't speak for that situation, but like, just in terms of, is it like a professionalism? It's not like AAU. It's not like a high school. I think obviously you'll have to have words with these people. You know, they're all going to have to sit down because chemistry is most important thing in the locker room. But at the same time, I think the guys that were talking down on him have to understand his perspective and understand this is his life and his chance. So, you know, on top of the team, I'm sure he's a team player, but you got to look out for yourself, man. Because like they said, the second you break your leg and can't play no more, you're not producing they're gonna cut your ass so you got to get what you can get while you can get it yeah i agree i agree it's crazy it's been a dope year another thing happened last night because that was a crazy game uh the other day patriots uh tyree kill mahomes kansas city i mean tom fucking brady it was i, I think it was uh, one of those games we're gonna look back on in like you know five to ten years like that's what you know that was the i, I really feel like 
at, especially adding Josh Gordon, I think the Patriots are going to have one more run this year. I think Tom has a little bit of, uh, you know, actually a lot of magic left in the tank. Um, and they're kind of like the Spurs, you know what I mean? Like they plug people in and they just go. So I, I think Tom has, uh, you know, maybe one, possibly two more in him. But we saw the future last night, and there's no question about that. That Mahomes and the way that offense is playing, all the weapons they have, uh, they're tied in. Kelsey, they're on some flag football shit. They're incredible, man, and speed and power and, uh, you know, a fearless young quarterback that's eager to learn. Um, you know, if they, they make a few moves to tighten their defense up, they're going to be a problem. Now, at one point during your run in the NBA – uh, you were nicknamed on social media Captain Lightskinned. Do you think Patrick uh. Mahomes <laughs> is is trying to take your title? I, yeah. man, he could have it. I, I mean, if shit, if he if I can got that name, he definitely could earn it. I mean, he could definitely take that and have it, and uh, he's earned it already, man. Like I said, he's a special talent. Um, you know, one like we haven't seen. You know, very intelligent, can knows when to run, knows when to stay in the pocket, and and but make plays on his feet. Can throw either way, running either way. But then he'll fuck around and throw a left-handed pass on you too. So I love his his think outside of the box kind of antics, and uh, the team is rallying around. You got to think. I remember hearing at the beginning of the season they were going to trade Alex Smith because they knew what they had, and I was just like, damn, this kid must be special if they're you know because Alex Smith is very consistent and gets some, but he never got over that hump. So I was very interested to see. And then this kid is the truth, man. Yeah, he's fucking ill. Did did you see the clip of when Tyreek, they were playing in New England after he made that like video game run, catch and run? I mean, it was so quick. I, I literally. Threw beer, they threw a beer on him? And stick, you know, throwing Dirty. beers. Though, I mean, it's, <sighs> I feel both ways. Like I understand, like if you're a fucking Patriots fan or if you're a real fan, like you cheer for your team but there's like a line you that that shouldn't be crossed i agree you know I mean? because if he were to slap the shit out of those people or say something back or you know he was gonna get fined twenty five, fifty thousand dollars you know be at the same time but they threw beer in his face and you know so it's i love fans but like you know sometimes they just have to understand because you gotta think like you wouldn't be doing that crazy shit like if we were just one-on-one -on -one in the street like you wouldn't throw no fucking beer in my face and flip me off it's you know, crazy right you get your ass well right so it's I, 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 I don't get, get I, that shit. Yeah. I, like, like I said, I, mean, I get real fans. I love real fans. But like I said, there's a line. Fuck you, you suck is okay. There's like a respect line. Like at the end of the day, we're men, man. You got to understand, you can't just be doing that kind of shit. To and people. just the, 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 the audacity and the instinct to be like, I'm going to throw beer in someone's face. Disrespectful. After they just did something so Amazing. Like, crazy. like your instinct is, I'm going right. to splash you. Like right. not from like, you know, feet away. I'm like, here. I'm in your face. Like I don't even have to extend my arm. Uh, I see you on social media. Um, you love hip hop. Uh, it's like the talk of every single conversation, sports, non-sports, even politics. What is your take on Kanye? Like the whole, the whole thing in terms of hip hop, in terms of where you see him at, in terms of like the suffering, the political aspect of it. I mean, it's so out there. There's so many different layers to what's going on right now with him. Um, shit, I don't even know when to start. Like, I, I think the father in me, uh huh, like wants him to snap out of this shit just because he has kids. You know what I mean? And his kids are gonna see this, and whether he thinks he's doing right or or, or whatever he thinks it is, it's just I think it's kind of from a father's point of view, it's it's a tough. It's tough to learn that your dad is always out here. Or have, you know, you got to think like, and I fucked up plenty of times being a father. And you got to think like you're representing your children. Your children are looking up to you. This, this, and that. So. The dad part of me is just like, damn, I want dude, dog, to, dog to snap out of this. But just the other side of just what he's, 
what he's doing is I think sometimes like and this is just my point of view I think you know for so many years he was on that path to being one of the legends in this in this space his his albums are always heavily you know like we always couldn't wait for them to drop and his music used to move us you know what I mean so he seemed like he was just a much different person back then because his work spoke for him right now his his music isn't really moving us so he has to find another way to like the look, almost look at me type, right? You know, I'm still one of the, and he is music mind wise. He's been on some weird shit, but I mean, his, his track record speaks for itself. You know, what I mean, he has some some legendary pieces. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just, I don't know if it's a combination of you know the, the marriage with the, the the family he may he, he married into or. You know, his music not moving us like it used to move. Right. He's trying to find that or, or still stay relevant. I don't know what it is. Um, but I just wish I, I, I'm, I'm real. And I just think that like the shit he's doing with Trump, like they're laughing at him when Kanye leaves. Oh, for sure. They're laughing behind his back. And that's crazy as fuck. And, and, and I think Trump at one point was like, oh, this guy's fucking, this guy's nuts. Like, you could see him looking at him like. Like, yeah, he, he's not playing with the full deck. Yeah, you know like what I, mean? I invited the wrong motherfucker here. And I think, you know, what, what I think, too, because I, if I think he was on his original, like, back in the day, early Kanye, like, he could have had that pot kind of following in cult. You know what I mean? Like, he was that real and raw and, and, and emotional and not afraid to be vulnerable and open his whole life with us. And he was on that pot type talking, like, just in his way, but really connecting with us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, his music used to really connect. So I think that... Possibly that you know they're maybe thinking like you know this guy has maybe could be a leader so let's kind of draw him in and you know kind of put our arm around his back to calm him down and and really try to you know get him on our side so to speak and and any blacks that follow him may follow him as well you know I think that's why he, you know he mentioned that Larry Hoover piece and now people who are cheering like are really trying to hang their hat on him but Kanye is smart and he knows you know let me say that shit real quick just so I can have some kind of people right. still bite for that right. I mean but overall man it, when you're embracing and loving a man that that, that spews hatred and, and his views and his arrogance and his his, his supporters are just racist as fuck yeah. like and you're a black man and you used to talk about all the token blackness and all that kind of shit when you came up and now, you know, you're just on a completely new wave and it's crazy to some of us. Yeah, it's bugged out. <laughs> crazy. It's bugged out. And, and at this point, like, I, I know I've talked a lot of shit about it, but I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's he's wild. You know, he said the other shit, how Marley lives through him and Pac and, 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 and the African, I forgot the... Uh... It was Marley, Pac and... Uh... I forgot the other name, but like you got nah, bro. You're on your own right there. That's like they wouldn't condone the kind of shit that he's on right now. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like I said, the the dad in me. I, I hope that it, he snaps out of it, or you know that because at the end of the day, the kids are most important. I agree. You know what I mean, so it's just I don't know, man. Um. All right. The fucking uh, uh flinchgate. I I I think I texted Mike, you. Come on, Mike. <laughs> The one fucking thing is this is this like where, where this is like JFK's Zapruta film. Crazy man. I mean, I don't. Crazy, first of all, it man. wasn't even NBA season. Who's digging through the the crates to find this thing? And then all of a sudden, Matt Barnes is trending, and I'm like, oh shit, what happened? Yeah, you know what's crazy? Because when I 
unfortunately, like when I hear I'm like people text me when I'm trending, I'm like, damn, like what the fuck? Like I hope my ex didn't do something crazy or like I know I didn't do nothing crazy. Like, right. Why did I do fuck, something like, crazy? Why the fuck are people talking about me today? So, you know, when that shit flashed and I, I didn't see it until later in the day, obviously, and it was just like what it has to be a slow day for someone like this this shit happened nine fucking years ago man and people still and if you look like when i post shit or comment on other people's shit people still say kobe didn't flinch like bitch shut the fuck up are you like ah like these fucking people like that shit was 10 almost 10 years like you were probably eight or nine or six when that shit happened like, i don't understand how this is like fuck up like stupid but I don't know, like, I was fucking there. I don't, like I said, it was, I put, tried to put the ball right in his motherfucking face. I don't know where it came from, it just happened, and he didn't flinch. So, I mean, that's the end of the fucking story, really. It should have been. It's it's a five-second thing. Come on, and, man, that'll last forever, like, that people always... I think well, I think you should direct the 30 for 30 on... Oh, on... right, right. That's, it'd be, it, you would think, like, it wasn't that big of a fucking deal. I, I, it's it's so funny because like the, the the fact that somebody was looking at that tape in in, in September, why? In uh, nine years later, like what's why it? are you looking at like what made that person like? It wasn't like that was a playoff game or no big significance or anything. It was just you had to be really fucking bored to look at that shit. All right, NBA. Um, I'm gonna throw uh, topics, uh, ideas, names. Um, what what are you hyped about like this year? It's going to be a fun fucking season, man. The West is loaded. I'm excited about how loaded the West is. And the, on the East, I love that, you know, DeMar DeRozan is my man, but putting Kawhi in his position in Toronto possibly could be what they need to get over the hump over there. But then at the same time, Philly and Boston is loaded and Boston is healthy and Philly is young and has that I don't give a fuck mentality like we feel like we're the best in the East so we don't give a fuck who has something to say about it um it's gonna be a fun season man Kawhi Leonard you know like last year was such a weird year and we have such short memories you know what I mean we say this man people forget how fucking good he is well why is he so good he's on both sides of the ball healthy he's the best player in the NBA hands down Best, like, to be able to do what he does and control the pace offensively and get his team involved and the way he can completely shut down your best player on the defensive end. Like, no one else can. Like, LeBron can do that offensively and make his team better, and they're, they're, they're going to love having him there this year, but LeBron can't do what he does defensively. So if they're healthy, how good is Toronto? Very, very good enough to make the finals. Definitely good enough to make the finals. He's that much of a – like Kawhi is incredible, like – when we were making our run with Golden State, you know, I was watching the run, um, when he got hurt, when he stepped on Zaza's uh, foot and, and hurt himself, he had complete, if you go back, and he had complete control of that game on both ends. Complete control of the game, offensively and defensively, you know, and who's to say, you know what I mean? I think overall we would have won the series, but I mean, he had, he had the capability of at least getting a couple games from us in that series. Okay, so they're they're that's saying a lot. Yeah, that says a lot. Saying a lot, man. Listen, I I don't. You're not a fortune teller. You know what you know. This whole thing that happened with them last year. What is your assessment of what went wrong in San Antonio? Your assessment and what you know, what you've heard, and like what you you smell. I don't. All I know is something real had to happen because you know this is like I compared earlier. Like this is like 
New England and Belichick, you know, when you think of pop. So the way they handle their organizations and the way shit never gets out. I mean, it's a great organization. I'm sure they've had their fucking feuds, but it's always stayed in-house. And then for the one person that doesn't say shit to blow the whistle on it, like some crazy shit. You would have never told me like two or three years ago that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to be that next great spur, that next Tim Duncan, David Robinson, you know, Tony Parker when he's done, Manu you know, Like he was going to be that person. There was no question, I think, in anybody's mind. So the fact that the motherfucker that just goes out there every single day and does his job better than 99% of the people on this earth blows the whistle on a Popovich situation like some crazy shit had to go down. Crazy. So I don't even want to speculate because I don't want to be wrong, but I would like to obviously know um, what the fuck happened. Kyrie, forget the, the basketball. He's one of my favorites. He's one like he's like a guy that like sort of everybody loves. Mm-hmm. Um, what is his fucking deal? Like, is he going to wind, like, one minute he's like, I want to go to the Knicks, and next minute I want to be a Celtics for life. He seems like he's like, you know what, you know what I wouldn't be surprised? Is that if he's the Barry Sanders of the, NFL, of the NBA. Like, he might win a championship, he might not. He might just be like, fuck it, I'm done with basketball. He seems like, you know, like that behavior, like basketball isn't everything to him, and he sort of marches to the beat of his own drum. Well, what's his deal? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, don't, I really, I don't know Kyrie well enough. To, to know what his deal from the outside looking in is just some people love attention, man. You know what I mean? And, and granted, his fucking talents back it up 1,000%. But some people know when they say stuff, they're going to get a reaction from people. And some people, th- Kanye, some people thrive off that. You know what I mean? So I'm not comparing them to each other by any means, but I'm saying like he's in a position in his career through his play that he knows when he says something, it's going to make waves. You know, so that would just be my guess. Uh, but he's a hell of a player and they got a hell of a team there, man. So I don't really know why you would want to leave Boston. I could see if you're anywhere else but Boston or the Lakers, like to go back and get the Knicks franchise started, you'd be a fucking legend. You know what I mean? And he would be, but you have that same kind of history with the ball. You have a chance to make that same kind of history with another historic franchise such as Boston. So I could see him leaving Cleveland or if he ended up going somewhere else before he went to Boston. But to want to leave Boston and what they've built and the amazing coach they have and just the uncertainty with the Knicks organization, you know, from the, the coach to the fucking, they're not, to me, they're not going to be good till, they, till Dolan gives this shit up. Because it starts at the top, mm. you know. It starts at the top, You're and so it doesn't me. matter who the GM is, Jesus who Christ. management is, who the head coach is. All these people have continued to rotate through his ownership because it's just it, it's a bad work environment. I just was asking about Kyrie, and you had to fucking yeah. like it's like you might as well just, just fucking. I just punch get, me in because face. I'm a real like I really feel like I love that Golden State is one of those that are on the way to being one of those historical. They're already friends, there. You know what I mean? This but, one is unprecedented, right? But you need. Boston you need need, like basketball is better I love that the Lakers are fucking relevant again and I love they're going to be good you know what I mean because it's just a different energy like these big city teams need to be good and I feel for the Knicks fans because they're so dope they're so loyal but management is just the the owners just you know what I mean it's crazy out there Jesus Christ I I haven't even asked about the Knicks and it's just like punch me throw me like (laughs) fucking um Gordon Hayward love his game is it I mean where were you when you watched that um, I didn't injury. see it live, and I, and I really tried not to see it. Um, I just, I know it was fucked up. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does, because like I said, how quickly people forget how talented he is. But then on the flip side of that, 
people don't realize unless you really understand basketball, the biggest blessing that the Boston Celtics may have in their up and coming, they have a possibility to build a new dynasty, was Kyrie and Gordon Hayward getting hurt last year because you developed Terry Rozier, you developed Jason Tatum, you developed all this young talent that wouldn't have got the minutes and wouldn't have had the confidence. Those two young motherfuckers carried their team to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost to LeBron James. You know what I mean? So they would have never had that time, experience, confidence now. Like Jason Tatum is going to be a superstar. Like they wouldn't have, you, you know, the foundation of your career is very important, you know what I mean, to, to becoming one of these people, you know what I mean? So that that time they had in you know, 19 years old, and I don't even know what Rozier is, but carrying your historical franchise to the Eastern Conference Finals and, and battling LeBron James. To seven. You know what I mean? So it's just like... Kyrie and, and Hayward don't get hurt last year. You don't develop those kids like you did last year. Right. They're fucking ready to go right. now. Ready to go. And, and crazy enough, the way the game is, is they make Kyrie and possibly Hayward expendable. You know what I mean? I Hayward, because Jason Tatum's going to be superstar. Kyrie's a motherfucker. So that's another story. But And I love Gordon Hayward. Don't get me wrong. But Jason Tatum showed that I, I, you, I got every, you got everything you need right here. Right, now motherfucker. Is he, <laughs> right is he here. 20 now? Just turned 20. Like, you could tell he doesn't shave. Nah, he's, you know, just a baby face killer. Jim, the whole Jimmy Butler thing, <laughs> g- g- give it to me raw, my Matt. What, who's uh, right, yeah. who's wrong? It's, here's the questions. I want, I want the answers. Is Carl Anthony Towns really good? Is Wiggins um, talented but doesn't give a fuck? Is Jimmy Butler right, wrong? Like, you could, if you wanted to, still be playing in the NBA. You're on Minnesota. Give me your fucking what yeah. the fuck, Matt? What the fuck? I, you know, who's what? right? Who's wrong? Who's good? Who's not good? Who should be talking shit? Should anybody be talking shit? And why do they treat Rachel Nichols like she's a therapist? Like why go to her about it? Yeah. Go to Thibs. Call a meeting. Right. Give me the uh, whole fucking thing, Matt. It, it's a certain. We live in a different age this time, man. Like I said, so I go to therapy, but it's my therapist. I feel you, but I think. In this last month or however many weeks we've heard Jimmy Butler talk more than I have ever heard him talk, period. His whole career, my, as long as we played in the NBA together, like Jimmy Butler was on one of those Kawhi Leonard tips. Didn't say shit, just went out every night and played his best fucking game possible on both ends of the court, was a dog, was led by example. And now it's kind of just like, I don't know if he's always been this way or he just realizes, you know, when he talks, you know, it's going to make waves. Um, it's kind of turned into a circus, but at the same time, he's a fucking dog. You know what I mean? And he plays that way and he has that kind of respect. So I don't know. I, I mean, from the outside looking in, Towns is very, 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 very talented. Um, but he's not a dog. Wiggins, same thing. God gifted one of those special... Vince Carter kind of athleticism, raw talent, like could really do anything if he really applied himself, but he doesn't yet. So I feel what he's saying. I just don't feel like letting all of us, like I said, the most important thing on a team is that locker locker room chemistry. You know what I mean? So even if these dudes say shit like, okay, it's cool to have, like these motherfuckers are going to be a little bothered by the shit he was saying because the truth hurts. 
You know mm. what I mean? Not all of it was true, but some of it was true. Right. You know what I mean? Because like I said, Jimmy Butler's never been someone to come out and do nothing like this. So he, like I said, he's always led by example. So if he's coming out saying this, there probably has to be some truth to it. But Tibbs knows, and I think Tibbs is one of those really good coaches. That he's just like, he knew that he couldn't let Jimmy Butler go because he knows how important he is to the development of those two. You know what I mean? So I, somehow they're all going to have to sit down face to face and try to squash this shit. Um, because I really feel like Jimmy Butler is the guy that can light the fire into those two very, very, very talented young players' asses and, and be something. Yeah, I just don't know how that shit's going to... Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know if it will. Like I said, a lot of lines have been crossed, but a lot of real shit has been said. So, But it's said to Rachel Nichols. Right, no disrespect yeah, right, to the right, Ra- Rachel right, Nichols. No, you're right. Everybody you loves know? Rachel Nichols. Yeah, so I don't but know. But she's not Dr. Melfi. This ain't yeah. the Sopranos. Right, yeah. I mean, you're telling all, yeah, like you said, you're telling all your family business. Like, I think hopefully he's gone to them and told them to their face, man to man, because I think that's going to go a long way. And if that has happened, I think, of course, you know, young kids are different. They're probably going to be a little bitter, but you got to think about it. He was saying a lot of real shit. I agree. All right. We see, we, we, first of all, what's the deal with these pillows, Matty yeah. B? Little product place, my active dreamers, man. Me and my homeboy, uh, Jack. We have our little active dreamers line. You can find it at uh, <clears throat> NBA.com and activedreamers.com. So we do pillows, blankets, throws, all kinds of cool little shit for like kids' beds. And oh, stuff that's like that. dope. They yeah. got blankets and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll show you the blankets before we leave. Actually, I got one right here. I can fold it out for you when we're yeah, yeah. to. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me see. Right, they got Kuzma. I don't know who this one is. <laughs> Maddie B, you did LeBron a solid on the on the hairline. Yeah, you got to, man. Yeah, you hooked him up nice. <laughs> you fucking hooked him up lovely. That's dope. All right, the Lakers. First of all, Kuzma. The, the, just the whole Laker off season, the, the the whole thing. He's a fucking. I love Kuzma. Man. Why? He's six nine. Very skilled offensively, but also plays defense you know what I mean and, and like I said before you off the air like I've I, you know low-key mentored him hung out with him a few times just kind of talked to him and letting him know that as talented as you are like defense is a lost art and if you're someone that can guard one through five you add so much more value to your game he could be one of those you know Kawhi Leonard type players if he puts his mind to it defensively because he has all the physical attributes I agree I and also the thing that impressed me is that like he didn't really need a start button. He didn't need a reset button. Like he came in with a chip on his shoulder. Well, I think because I mean, the, he was the one that was forgot about when he was drafted. You Completely. know, there was so much Lonzo hype that this kid had no pressure and he was probably on the fuck the world type shit. Like I got a lot of game too. So I like the way he came in because he came in and let his game show it. You know what I mean? And that's the most important thing. Um, last time we podcasted and last year this time, Lonzo, Lonzo, Lonzo. You know, last year was like a bust because of injuries, because of the expectations were like, nobody could have, I, I, I think last year when we think about like all the hype and talk, I don't think I've ever seen a player, even LeBron, because of the social media come in with the hype. Yeah. You can't call it a bust. Because no, but you can't, the you first know I mean? season. Because No, you still can't call it a bust. You could just call it a fucked up first season because of injury. Um, but he showed flashes. You know what I mean? His numbers at 10, 10 7, and 7. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, man. That's a very solid outcome on top of all the bullshit he was facing before. Like I said, with his dad talking shit the way he talked, being from L.A. and being the number two pick to the Lakers of all places. Like he he had, there there has probably, outside of LeBron, there's never been as much hype on anybody probably in any professional sport. You know what I, I mean? So with all things said, with 10, 7, and 7 for your rookie campaign at 19 years old, like you did a hell of a job. 
I agree. hell of a job. You know, he just happened to get hurt, and then other people like Tatum shined. You know what I mean? So people want to question is you know. So it's he was in a, a no win situation unless he stayed healthy and averaged like eighteen, ten, and not. You know what I mean? That was the only way people were going to be like, okay. But I think it's far from a bust. I think he worked hard and used a lot of that bullshit. Everyone was talking his motivation here. Hopefully, his dad keeps you know shuts the fuck up. And uh, these guys, are, these guys are special, man. This is a very special. I think the LeBron. I think people sleep on two things. One that LeBron's only thirty three. Like yeah, he has a lot of miles, but the excitement he brings to that team reminds me of the Warriors now. Like if you look at the way the Lakers bench is up, celebrating, having a good time, those motherfuckers are playing like the Warriors straight up and down and you also don't take in consideration yeah this is a young team Luke is a, came from Golden State his, his mindset and, and his knowledge of the game so he's very understandable he knows that's the blueprint to basketball so they're playing that way <sighs> I thought I was going to sneeze but then we take for granted um, you have two of the best basketball minds possibly ever as on floor coaches with LeBron and Rondo Ever. You know, Draymond Green, Chris Paul, you put on that list as far as guys in my era. But LeBron and Rondo are two of the best basketball minds in the game, period. So you got two, at least one coach for sure on the court at all times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then these are young, smart. Lonzo ran that team when he was healthy last year. Kuzma's a very smart player. You know what I mean? I love their their free agent signings because it gives them edginess and toughness with Lance and, and Mike Beasley. Um mm -hmm. JaVale, um, you know, I agree. Just give them, a piece. you know what I mean? All these guys have always had knocks on them, but under the right leadership, they've all played well. JaVale played well in Golden State. Mike Beasley played well with LeBron in Miami. Lance played well when I was on his ass with us in Memphis. Mm. You know what I mean? So when you he, when these guys have guys that they respect and listen to, these are talented players. I you agree. You know what I mean? So not to mention, you know, Magic is doing his magic shit and, uh, you know, Rob is doing his thing, and, and and Jeannie made great moves by listening to Kobe. You know, Kobe told her that you're gonna have to clean house to get this, you know, shit back on. And and she listened. You know, to to fire your brother, and then Mitch, who's been Cupcheck, who's been there, you know, will probably go down in, in the Hall of Fame as is you know one of the best GMs ever. Like you know, Kobe said you're gonna have to re push that reset button. Was that Kobe that, that was pushing? I just read something the other day about it, so it was on Instagram. So I don't know if it's 100 percent true, <laughs> but I think you know, I, I, from what I've kind of heard, I think I think it is. You know that they had a conversation and that's what happened. So like I said, don't don't quote me. It was something I read on Instagram, but that's where I get you know, my news from. No, we're fucking quoting you. That's where I get my news from, but uh, it would make the story dope. <laughs> um, all right, two questions about the Lakers. First of all, Lance. I love Lance Brooklyn. He's like, like he's like, is about as Brooklyn as it gets. I love Lance. He's one of my favorite people on earth. What's he's his just, fucking deal? He just, doesn't do interviews. Like he's like, he's what's just, his story? He's just burnt out. But he's my fucking guy. He's just such a great dude, man. He's a great. He's a great person. Always positive. Always, you know, just he'll light up a room. He's he he's a really good person. I think there's just such a crazy misconception of him. Because he's burnt out at the same time, you know what I mean, if that makes sense. So he's he's someone I loved playing with, you know, someone I still talk to. And he's going to bring a lot to that team because he can do a lot. I agree. He, he can guard, he can get in your head, but then he can run that team too. He needs to get, stop dribbling the fucking ball so much sometimes. But he can play point guard. He can play the scoring two. He can play the three. He can guard one through four. You know what I mean? So he's very important to what they're going to be doing this year. One of the the other knock on the Lakers and and these basketball experts and and you know who I've never seen even shoot free throws. Now I I can make I can make right now ten free throws in a row. So, okay, so I I at least have that. You can 
10 free throws in a row. I don't fucking believe that because I remember you shot on the Laker hoop in here last time we were here. That's a fucking pop a shot. You scored 15. My kids score like 60. But that's a fucking pop a shot. Yeah. I'm talking about 10 okay. footers. Well, there's, I have a basketball. We can go check after. I can make okay. 10 in a row. Okay, we'll go, we'll go look after. I, I'll bet you $1,000. Fuck that, man. I'm, say, I'm not saying. But you can't I'm make not 10 saying, in a row. I'm not, saying, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm guaranteed to make 10 but in a row. But you have. I can make okay. 10 in a row. Like, right. if we stay here for a couple hours uh-huh. and, and we start and stop, I can make 10 in a row. Okay. All right. But the point is, is that I know I'm not a basketball expert. Right. Okay. I know what I know and I don't know what I don't know. One of the knocks on the Lakers is that they don't have shooters. Is that true? Not true? Um, that's the thing. Like, they don't yeah. have shooters. Do they need shooters? With, with Like, what, what does that mean? They do need shooters, I think. Um, not during the regular season, you know what I mean? Because I think their spacing and the intelligence of that, they're going to make that kind of shit work. But in the playoffs, you need to, you're gonna, you know, the game slows down and you're going to need more spacing. You know what I mean? They're going to be able to rip and run during the regular season. And they're going to be fun. And I can see them being third, third in, the, third in the West. You know, the West is tough, but I don't see why not. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I, I think Golden State is still the team to beat. Houston is up there. I mean, the, the West is loaded with all the teams. Utah's a problem. Utah, uh, New Orleans is tough. Denver's tough. Minnesota, if they get their shit together, is tough. Dame in Portland is tough. I mean, there's, the, the West is going to be wild. That's why I'm so excited about the season. But I can see the Lakers fucking around and being top three in the West, man. If, if, if their chemistry gels and, and, and they believe in LeBron and, and Rondo and Luke does his thing. I, I agree. You, one team that you didn't mention, and I, I know it was probably on, not on purpose, Oklahoma. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, come on now. Is, is, is Russell Westbrook going to be like this guy's banging his fucking head on the wall? Like, is, is it ever going to? He's so good. Everybody yeah. loves the way he yeah. plays, right? Yeah. The tenacity. But, but at a certain point, does the tenacity have to go from a 17 to a 9? And, you know, you know, like cause some people are like, well, now we see why KD wanted to leave. You know, Carmelo's not the Carmelo of old, but Carmelo was like, he's in the corner sometimes last year, like, Mm-hmm. What will happen with Russell Westbrook's career? I think he's going to be have go down as one of the possibly the greatest players ever. Just bad timing, you know what I mean? Because the, he came in the time where Golden State created their dynasty. You know what I mean? He's a hell of a fucking player. He's sick. Hell of a player. And Paul George is a fucking player. And someone you you know you take Russ to war with you when you talk about like who would you take in your foxhole? Who you going to? Well, you know Russell Westbrook is right up there. There's no question about it. But it, it, it's a combination of bad timing and just Russ is going to be Russ. Can, can can you win with that? Like it's uh, like you know you're going to get a lot from it. I think you can. Uh, if it wasn't for the Warriors, possibly. If it wasn't for the Warriors, possibly. I think if they would have kept that team together with KD and there was the Warriors hadn't come along yet or anything, like they had a hell of a team with Serge and, yep. you know, Cephalosha. And, and those goons, <clears throat> fucking Adams. And Adams and, and Perk and, and a young Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Like, when we used to battle them when I was with the Clippers, those motherfuckers were tough, even though we should have beat them. The refs cheated us in Oklahoma City. But those are some motherfucking teams they had, man. They were fucking good. Um, all right, finally, the Warriors. I, I, my prediction is they're going to win it again. I love this fucking team. I mean, I was watching. It's preseason, but I'm watching Steph in preseason. And I'm like, this fucking guy, like, this this isn't the year that he, like, he slows down. Because he was no, doing. No, hell no. I mean, this, I wish people would just realize what the fuck you're witnessing. 
Like you're witnessing history, man. You like whether you believe in how the team was built and KD riding along, and now they got Boogie and all this. Like this is special. Like this team will be talked about forever. Steph Curry will be talked about forever. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay, Boogie. Like you're witnessing. Like you have five Hall of Famers. I uh, mean, you know, hopefully Boogie comes back healthy, which I know he will later in the season on the floor at once. And you got to think the one, the Lakers, or the Warriors have been fine without Boogie and they've never had a center that can space the floor like Boogie can so now you got to think about you have to uh, stop a 1-5 pick and roll with Steph and Boogie like what the fuck do you do to stop that what do if, you do to stop if that? they slow down and take advantage of the ISO not a point guard in, on this planet can guard Boogie and not a five man can guard Steph you know what I mean but if they just keep the ball moving and moving they'll probably need to be in the layup or wide open three so it's just like what they have is incredible and um I hope that they can somehow keep it together. What is um, Boogie Cousins, like this whole thing, like he's not going to fit in. He's, I, I mean, my opinion, they'll cut you. I don't like, believe they, it. Because they don't need you. I don't believe it. I think it's going to be the best thing as a man and has how to carry yourself as a professional that can ever happen to him. Because going, why? Going into this organization, like it's such a dope organization. You want to do well. You want to do right. You want to fit in. You want to win. You know what I mean? And if you don't, Draymond is going to be on your ass from the jump. Um, you know, KD will say something to you. Uh, you know, these guys are going to hold you accountable. And like I said, it's such a dope environment that you want. You don't want to be the fucking the dickhead that fucks everything up. You know what I mean? So I know Boogie and I know when he's locked in what he's capable of. But like I said, I think day in, day out, being around these winners and these guys that are, uh, you know, a lot like him, but just hone their emotions. And like, I think Draymond and Boogie are going to be good for each other because they're going to see how fucked up it looks sometimes when the other one goes off and costs your team some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's humbling sometimes. You know, I play with Boogie and I, I play with Draymond, so I know how it is. Like, we're all similar type of energy and, you know, alpha, like, Lead, tough guys like whole team down type players you know what I mean so I, I think they're going to be good him and Draymond are going to be good bouncing off each other you know Kerr trusts you when you're out there and installs confidence in you so like I said it's a great organization I know the city's going to embrace the fuck out of them the teams embraced them and they didn't need him to win the last three out of four so now you've got him so you know hopefully he takes his time which I know they'll make him do <laughs> you know come back January February March whenever he comes back and just fucking dominates all right Predictions. We haven't even started the act. The ball hasn't even been thrown up. 2018, 2019 predictions. Who will be the final four teams barring injuries based on everything that Matt Barnes knows? Computer, algorithms, history, flinching. What will be the final four teams, two in the East, two in the West, right now in October? Come on, Matt. I'll make my fucking prediction. It hurts me to leave Toronto out but I'm going to have to go with Philly and Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm going to go with the Warriors. And forgive me, CP, if you end up hearing this, because I love Houston. He's, everybody listens to the Iron Rap Boys yeah. Stereo Podcast. I love Houston, but I want to see I want to see the Lakers and the Warriors. It might be, it might be a year away from that, um, but I would love <laughs> – 
that it would it would it would we have a possibility to put basketball into a, a, an atmosphere it's never been in as far as um, fans and excitement and you know what better story than LeBron versus the Warriors and, and now you're coming from the fucking East where you went for eight and then now you're coming to take the historical Lakers to the finals like if that happens that's a, that's a huge storyline and then the New East you know it's a battle between obviously between Toronto um, the Knicks. The, no. the Toronto, the Knicks. Go ahead, no, say it. Toronto, the Knicks, Boston, and uh, you know the 76ers. But I just like the 76ers and, and Boston's youth mixed with experience. You know what I mean? I, I think that Toronto has been kind of sitting on the same pieces for a while. So hopefully uh, Kawhi can be that spark to get him over the hump. But uh, I'm going to go with the younger teams. Um, finally, Matty B. I've asked you this before. And I, and I even know, like, people uh, uh, love your takes. You know, you like, uh, you have great point of view. You have like a, a chill a disposition. What are you going to do? What, what are you up to? Obviously, you know, I know you're on your entrepreneurial shit. What, are you going to be, be involved with basketball? Do you, are you finished with basketball in terms of broadcasting, uh, uh, analysts? What do you want to do with the rest of your life? The only, I know you want to be a great father. Yeah, that's number one. The only thing I really do in basketball at this point, like I'm done playing basketball. Right. Playing basketball, you know, I just... I got a chance to play as long as I wanted to play. You know what I mean? And I just, I'm so excited about this next step and, and really being a full-time dad now and, and, a, and an entrepreneur. So um, I'll do broadcasting, I think. Um, you know, I'm doing some stuff with Fox. Um, you know, I've done stuff with ESPN, so I think I'll, I'll do some stuff there. But I just think overall, you know, when I want to be out there and talk and, and if I'm going to be a personality uh, for people to hear, I don't want to just talk about sports. Right. You know what I mean? I just feel like with my life and all the shit I've been through, like I just kind of want to talk about life in general. You know, sports can definitely be one of the topics, but there's so many other layers that, that, that I'm interested in and, and I have knowledge in. So if I do, you know, go out there and, and decide to become a personality once all the business stuff comes down. I want to be more like a like a Michael Strahan type, you know, to talk about life in general and not like a, you know, a Stephen A. Smith. Do you do you sometimes like your, your career and your iconicness in basketball? Like, you know, it's it's been a long run. But do you sometimes be like, I can't believe I made the NBA. I had this great yeah, career. Man, fuck. Like, yeah. how old are you now? Me, I'm 38. You're 38 years old. Like, you know, like this first clip of your life yeah, is over. Like, right. you're 38. I'm right. 48. And I'm looking at it, and it I'm looking at it from a couple different points of view, man. You know, fortunate enough to play as long as I play, but then I'm seeing guys that you know we're older and want to get back and it's just like damn like I'm so I couldn't imagine like if I still wanted to play like how my mind would be because once you're out the NBA doesn't really want you back and that's with all due respect you know what I mean the only person that got to leave and come back was MJ you know what I mean but no one else has successfully got to leave and come back you know what when I mean? you when you actually leave and yeah, then come back, right? You know what I mean? Because the, the NBA wants young and fresh and new. You know what I mean? That's what they're always looking for—the next star. You know what I mean? So no matter how talented you were when you during your career, like if you get to a certain, you know, get in your thirties and you step away, like the odds of you being able to come back, you know what I mean, it aren't good. You know what I mean? So like I said, I, I couldn't imagine if I wanted to come back, it, it would be. Crazy, you know, because I'm seeing guys that I play with and, you know, I just saw Ben Wallace's thing the other day where he said, you know, he's having a hard time since he's finished. You know, the phone's not ringing no more and this, this and that is not happening and, it, and it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel tremendously blessed that, you know, I had things in, in the oven cooking while I was playing and everything started to roll out after, you know, I was on the Warrior Championship team. 
and it was just an easy transition for me. You know what I mean? Like I really wanted to spend more time with my kids. Like I really wanted to <clears throat> start doing business, more business stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and fortunately, like I said, what I love the NBA for is our money is guaranteed. So I'm still getting paid until the end of this season coming up. Do you think your perspective, obviously there's different factors, but do you think one of your pers- things that helps you with the perspective is that you were sort of, you were sort of an underdog? Yeah, like it, it, you, you it just were, gets you were tiring. A debutante. It, it gets tiring. Like it was, it was a. I was. I had to be that. I had to be that undertaker. You know what I mean? And that shit, that shit wears on you, mentally, emotionally, physically. Every because just to always be the bad guy, to always be the one that, yeah, your teammates love you, but everyone else boos you and hates you. Type shit like that shit wears on you, especially be when. Like you're not that kind of person, you right. know what I mean? So like, it's once, a character, right? You know what I mean? So that's so, it's so, Matt Bourne's a right, basketball it's, player. It's, it's, it's my competitive nature, you know what I mean? So once I was just kind of like, okay, shit, like I played a long time, you know, I did well with my money, I was able to, you know, not necessarily win a championship how I wanted to, but you know, got a ring. Like my kids are growing up, I'm missing a lot of time with them because they're in LA, I'm in the Bay. Um, you know, now is just the time. And it felt right. And like I said, things were starting to unravel business-wise that summer too, where it just made like a, like, I'm cool, man. You know, like, I'm not tripping. Like I worked out a little bit that summer before last season, but it just wasn't like, I don't know, man. Maybe I was just over. And that's why like, I'm not tripping off trying to play again or trying to play, you know, in the big three or going overseas. Like I don't touch a basketball, like unless I'm like we have basketball practice with the kids and then I don't, you're not, I'm not one of those guys that are over here shooting the whole, like I'm coaching. You know what I mean? Like I just don't, you know, it, it's done. I'm you done. Should, you should do like, you should coach the kids to be like, stand there. If you fucking flinch, you're running five seconds. <laughs> I don't care that you're level. All right, Maddie Barnes, we talked our shit. Um, I, you know, I, I appreciate you rocking with me. I appreciate all your takes and, and everything. And, uh, I'm here for you, Mike, whenever you need me. Maddie B. Talk shit with you, bro. I'm here. All right. What more can I say? It's the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. NBA season is underway. I want to thank Matt Barnes for rocking with me once again. Uh, I want to, I guess, I guess I got to thank Bizarro Steph Curry for calling in. I don't know. Um, Yo, this is totally true. And I'm just doing this because I'm so proud of it. Uh, but my bookie, you know, the company that we fuck with, mybookie.ag, is actually taking bets on things other than sports. And the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I think, had a hand in this one particular bet. I put my money where my mouth is. Uh, they are taking bets with three to one odds on whether or not. This is no bullshit. Mybookie.ag is taking bets on whether or not Kanye West will be allowed Back in the White House before 2020. I say hell to the fucking no. Uh, you could bet on that. Um, like I said, I'm take, I said hell to the fucking no. There's no way they're letting Kooky Kanye back in the White House. Uh, that's at mybookie.ag. This is the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport. Miles Jordan, take us out of here with something really nice, really proper. Really funky. Once again, Matt Bourne, thank you for rocking with me.